Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Scripture tells us that the body of Christ has many members, different and diverse. And we come together as the people trying to be the body of Christ, trying to love, trying to listen and learn, and trying to be the community that God has called us to be. Let us pray. God, from the dust of the earth, you breathed life into humanity. You placed us in a world that did not revolve around us. Breathe new life into us on this day. Help us to remember our place within the vastness of your creation. And help us to love this world as you so fiercely love us. Amen. And I invite you to stand and sing our next song.
Friends, we mess up. We hurt one another. We lie to one another. We lie to ourselves. We hate people and things that are different than us. Now we come to the time in the service where we approach God with honesty. We're honest with ourselves and we're honest with the people sitting around us. Let us now say the prayer of admission printed in your program together. God, our prayers to you are often transactional. We want, we ask for things we do not need. We expect blessings. Forgive us for our ignorance. Free us from our constant desire for something more. Help us to see your presence in the mundane. Equip us to live lives worthy of your radical grace. As it was in 
Friends, we remember that on the day when Jesus, our Lord and Savior, hung from the cross, the cross that we put him on, he looked out at this crowd and said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Friends, we still don't know what we're doing completely. And God still forgives us and sets us free to try again and again. So let us live in peace with God and one another. We are forgiven. Alleluia. Amen. Before we uh, turn to the proclamation of the word, just a note to um, many of you, our new faces. Um, We don't pass the offering plate here. Like that's not really our jam, except we're not dumb. Like Easter and Christmas we do. Um, But if you're looking for it, don't bring it here. That has water in it. Um, The wooden bowls by the door are there to receive your offering. If if you um, want to give, we will, we are grateful to receive. Today concludes our summer sermon series. It's called The Mixed Tape. All summer long, uh, we have been preaching various scriptures that you have submitted. Um, Some of them have been comforting. Many of them have been like bedrock scripture verses to get you through. Others are more challenging. And I'm gonna let y'all decide what today's scripture is. So this is our final track, number six on the mixtape, Psalm 53. Listen now for God's word. Fools, fools say in their hearts, there's no God. Fools are corrupt. They commit abominable acts. There's no one who does good. So God looks down from heaven on humankind to see if there are any who are wise who seek after God and they have all fallen away. They are all alike perverse. There is no one who does good. No, not one. Have they no knowledge? Those evildoers who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God. There they shall be in great terror, in terror such as has not been. For God will scatter the bones of the ungodly. They will be put to shame for God has rejected them. Oh, Oh, that deliverance for Israel would come from Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. The word of God for the people of God. It's 5.30 a.m. And I walk outside of our hut onto the Colorado Trail. And it's a midnight blue sky. Looking up, you can still see the stars as light begins to play over the mountain ridge. And to the east, lighter blues emerge, a mere shade change from the depth of the sky. And then red appears. And moving in all dimensions, it paints orange and pink sherbet sky is sunrise on the mountaintop. And I will it to stay a little longer, but it doesn't because it's not on my time. And then the clouds, they, they become visible and 
They're strewn like mountain goat hair across the sky, like the white fluff picks up on the color palette. And then there's gold, gold light, reflecting on those clouds, a prelude for what is to come. I watch with expectation and somehow I am still surprised when the sun comes. Oh, the sun comes. It's glory. It's glory. It's, it's irresistible to anyone who is awake. She illumines the sky. She warms the vast landscape. She bounces light on every surface, marking the new day. So beautiful, you know? Like, how could we not believe? Unbelief appears to be the presenting issue in the psalm we just read. The psalmist says, Fools say in their hearts, There is no God. Another psalm puts it this way There's no room. For God, And I like that translation better because when I hear people say things like, don't worry about it, there's no God, or I'm not feeling God, what I start to think is, could it be that we have filled the, the space reserved for the holy with other things? Could it be that we have become numb to the presence of God with us? Could it be that we've lost this annoying habit that followers of Jesus tend to have to say, how beautiful, how beautiful, how could we not believe? Scholars tell us that fools, this Hebrew word, this particular word for fool means that we are morally corrupt. That's what it says here. Fools choose evil. It's the second line in our psalm. Fools are corrupt. They commit abominable acts. There is no one who does good. It's really hard to see ourselves in that line. There is no one who does good. And if one time isn't enough, it gets repeated again in verse three. For effect, there is no one who does good. No, not one. It's a call in response to an ancient story, the story about Noah and the ark, remember? Because then too, God looked down from the heavens on humankind. God was disappointed, remember? God decides to destroy the earth, but at least there's one, right? At least there's Noah that God decides is good enough to save, to, to start humanity again. But this time, there's not one. God looks down from the heavens as disappointed with all of us for each of us have played, we've tinkered with evil by becoming our own gods. We say in our hearts, there is no God because we act as if there is no God, as if we are in control. We, we've created this ecosystem where human comfort is, is prized. Everything we experience from our cars to sitting in here is designed by and for us. And we've distanced ourselves from any danger, any element that might bring us to our knees in prayer and dependence on God. We have become numb 
to the presence of God because we have filled that space already with other things. For me, it's this thing right here. It's my phone, y'all. It's this tiny screen with artificial light that makes it so that I can work from anywhere and then often do from everywhere. It's these walls that keep us boundaried, that keep us from hearing the sounds of the birds that are adding to its morning glory. It's my ego that fills quiet space with all these words. When God is no stranger to silence. There's a submission of control in our admission of God. There's an an ordering of our life in perspective to the whole where we are not the center, God is. And thus our constant activity to order all of our things, you know, order the dishes around the kitchen sink or, or get the bag all ready for Monday morning, getting our trucks and our cars all organized and parking and and our calendars and our expectations and our guilt and our worries and our shames, all that work, God tells us is foolish. Because the more we try to control our surroundings, the more they actually control us. What God wants from us is freedom. Freedom from the things that control us. Freedom to worship and enjoy God. So this psalmist, this psalmist is like holding up a huge mirror and saying, look, are you a fool, Dawn? Are you saying in your heart there is no God? Because if we are saying secretly in our hearts, it shows, it becomes visible where we place our trust and God sees clearer than most. God looks down from heaven on humankind to see if we are good and God sees our action and our inaction, our words and our lack thereof. God sees our thoughts, even those judgments that don't make it through the filter outside. God sees it all. And so as we hear this Psalm, this word of God, these words that God is looking down from heaven and is just disappointed, we get a little alarmed we might wanna course correct. We might ask the question, okay, what is good? The answer is never as clean as I want. In fact, this past week, there were 12 of us walking, 11. There were 11 of us walking around the wilderness of Colorado And um, we were following Lucas, which is good because Lucas is certified in wilderness training. Is that right? He knows stuff. (laughs) I decided as, as he was navigating us safely through the wilderness this week that I'm pretty sure Jesus has that wilderness certification too because it's kind of dangerous, you know? It's a pretty cool skill, important skill for Jesus to have. So Lucas, our fearless leader, was teaching us about this thing called leave no trace. 
Leave no trace means that what you carry into the wilderness, you also have to carry out, which means leftover food, which means um, any trash that you take in. Leave no trace also means we're supposed to walk in the middle of the path, which y'all, Lucas does this. Like it doesn't matter if there's a stream and we're all jumping around, Lucas walks right through the path. That's leave no trace. It's so that we don't disturb the, the habitat of the creatures and the plants around us. Leave no trace means that we at all times have to be aware of how our presence, our noise, affects the environment around us. So I'm, I'm in, in the woods, right, in the wilderness, and I'm thinking about leave no trace, and I'm thinking about this question, what is good? And I realize that what is good can be hard to figure out, especially when two values that we hold seem like they are in competition with one another. Here's an example. So we're walking on this path, right? Got big packs on. And there's some brush, some, some limbs that have kind of grown out over the narrow path. I come across it. The first value just speaks, right? Like I just start pulling it away because I don't want it hitting me in the face, right? So I'm pulling it away and then I think, oh, I really should be kind and like hold it out of the way for the people coming behind me, right? That's a value, that's just courteous, right? You move a limb and then walk and then hits the person behind you, that's not very nice, right? So I decide, okay, I'm gonna push it to the side. So I'm doing this, it's like this big, the, the pathway, right? This is really effective for people listening to the podcast. It's like, like a, a foot and a half wide. So I pull the limbs to the side, right? But then I gotta get out of the way. Somebody's gonna walk by. So I start moving myself into the tree, right? And pushing back, yeah? And all of a sudden I hear like limbs are breaking, crashing to the ground, right? I'm moving even more so that the people with the big packs can get by me. Before I know it, I'm like four feet off the path, holding the brush back, and I'm thinking to myself like, hmm, leave no trace. Like me in this tree, I left a trace, like a dawn-sized imprint in, in the brush. And I started thinking to myself, okay, so if leave no trace is the value of being in the wilderness, then does that mean that I should have just moved myself through the pathway and let the people behind me make their own call? It called into question this value I have of, of moving the wilderness aside for human comfort so that I could pass through what is good. So I'm standing to the side of the pathway. I started thinking about what Lucas taught us that, that, you know, that brush and that limb, it might not look like much to us, but maybe it's a home for some birds or some bugs. Maybe that, that shadow was intentionally, that branch was intentionally creating shadow for whatever was growing beneath. I have no clue what my action will do. The ripple effects. Even when I'm trying to do something good, I don't know if it is fully good or if it will create harm. If not today, then maybe tomorrow or 10 years from now or 100 years from now, what is good? It lands me at a very religious response to a philosophical question. They are connected after all. What is good? God is good. God's way is good. Following Jesus is good, even when we fail. 
even when our act of good is gonna have some not so good mixed in. It's okay. Just because we can't guarantee that every action will be 100% good, God doesn't write us off. God just wants to see us try to be good. Maybe we aim for 80%. When we seek God's will, which is far better than, than any of the little gods that we are trying to decide what is good, when we seek God's will, we are more likely to do good. There's an author that I'm really digging right now. Her name is Julia Cameron. She says, the reason that most people don't pursue their dreams, it's not because we are scared of failure. She said, most of us have already imagined like the 18 different scenarios in which we will fail. The reason most people don't, don't try at their dreams is because we are scared to succeed. I started thinking about that for committing to God. And I wonder if, if it rings true as it does for me. Most of us humans, I think we are more worried that there is some God out there watching and holding us accountable than we are if God's really not there, you know? If God's not there, then God's not holding us accountable. Then it's okay, whatever choice we make. But if God is there watching, we are accountable for everything. Accountable for our sins, like the Psalm clearly states, but also accountable to our dreams. God creates us for good, you and me. God intends for us to do good in the world. God has given us some big dreams. Some of them have not even been spoken. Dreams for how we can make this earth feel more like God's kingdom here. And if we actually believe that God is there, a source of goodness and courage to pull from, then we might actually make some progress on the big dreams God has given to us. The good we do, even as it's not perfectly good, it will surprise us and it will delight God. So if you hear nothing else today, hear this, a little playful, don't be a fool. Dawn, don't be a fool who misses out on the creative, holy work intended for each of us. Don't be a fool and sleep through every sunrise as I often do. Don't be a fool and miss God's presence. Look no further than out the window in the morning. God is with us. Amen. A young child sits quiet, the forest is dark Possibilities overflow his unbroken heart I ask him well after, the brush takes a spark What do you see in fire? I see light within color, and color in light Trophies I'll take home and battles I'll fight 
Bright blue horizon with no pain inside. I'll be there and so will my parents. And you're invited to a life sentence in May in orange prison of clothes. Who's been told his whole life that's just how it goes. Came out swinging from Poverty Road Sits a bit close to Dangerous Glow What do you see in the fire? I see rich people laughing With food on their plates And neighborhood bullies imprinted with hate Moms and dads screaming at each other insane A hard gray redemption a little too late And I see myself as I might have been I'm handsome and capable and funny A young woman in college entranced by the is pondering silent how perfectly strange a girl could be called by so many names not one be the one she was given what do you see in the fire I see myself in the mirror not pretty enough Digital images reducing love My roommate enslaved by expectations above Then I see the face of my mother A first year preacher stands on his feet his love for mankind is true and complete While the frigid wind blows through the trees I ask as he leans away from the heat What do you see in the fire? I see swirling confusion, questioning loss and I know all about Christ and the cross I cannot explain the Holocaust I stuttered when a young man asked me to I just couldn't find the words A woman of 90 with wisdom in space her mind still as sharp as her kitchen blades. I asked, has her memory nonetheless fades? What do you see in the fire? I see the touch of my husband who recently passed. Our hometown before the roads got so fast. See it now in an impatient blur And I see 
how in love we were. I see the good Lord offering mercy. I see the good Lord offering mercy. I see the good Lord offering mercy. Someone I care for, she sits by my side. I can feel the past and the future collide. She leans in and whispers, don't think, just decide. What do you see in the fire? I see the faces of my victims whose hearts I once broke. Calm and alive in the curling smoke. All I can do is sit here and hope they may find a way to forgive me. There's something unspoken there in your eyes, a pain or a love I don't recognize. Better ask you now. What do you see in the fire? Will you pray with me? God, when we look towards you, we all see something different. We see a father, a mother, a savior, a friend. But more than us looking at you, God, you look to see us. You see us in our imperfections. You see us in our pain, in our doubt, in our wondering. You see us and sit with us in joy when we get the test results and diagnoses we want and you dwell with us in sadness when we get the news we don't desire. In a world that profits from our anxiety, that exploits our fear, give us hope. Hope that tomorrow can be kinder than today. Hope that your justice might replace ours. Hope that we can set aside our apathy and replace it with a fierce love for you and a love for our neighbors, no matter the neighborhood they live in. Help us to be more like your son, Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray, saying together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. It's now time where we stand and affirm what we believe, saying together the words of the Apostles' Creed. And before we do so, I've had a question from a lot of people recently about why do we say we believe in the Holy Catholic Church? Um, and I just want to make a point that it's the lowercase c Catholic Church, which just means we believe in the church universal. 
We believe that the Presbyterian Church is not the only way to approach God. So when you say that, acknowledge that we don't have all the answers, but we are approaching the same mysterious God like every other church, whether it's in Colombia or around the world. So now, church, what is it that we believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our final song.
their hearts there is no God. But you and me, we are not fools. Our eyes are wide open to the light on the landscape, to God showing up saying, I'm here all around. And so as we go from this place and this time of worship, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the interruption of that Holy Spirit, may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.